You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Susie and the Banshees, Juju. On the line, I have Rob. Hey, howdy. Ben. Howdy, hey. And Kyle. Hi there. Juju is the fourth studio album by the English rock band Susie and the Banshees, released on the 6th of June, 1981, by the Polydor record label. The producer was Nigel Gray and Susie and the Banshees, and the genre is post-punk, gothic rock, and art rock. I'm going to read from All Music Review, Tim DeGraventi. One of the band's masterworks, Juju sees Susie and the Banshees operating in a squalored wall of sound dominated by tribal drums, swirling and piercing guitars, and Susie Sue's fractured art attack vocals. If not for John McGinty's marvelous high-pitched guitars here as reminiscent of Joy Division as his own work in magazine, the album would rank as the band's most gothic release. Susie and company took things to an entirely new level of darkness on Juju with the singer taking delight in sinister wordplay on the disturbing head cut, creeping out listeners in a somewhat tongue-in-cheek Halloween and inspiring her bandmates to push their rhythmic witches brew to poisonous levels of toxicity. Album opener Spellbound is one of the band's classic ranks among their finest moments and uh, bristles with storming energy. Susie's mysterious vocals emerge from dense guitar picking. Budgie lays into his drums as if calling soldiers to arms, and things get more tense from there. Into the Light is perhaps the only track where the listener gets a breath of oxygen as the remainder of the album screams claustrophobia whether it's creeping carnival waterfalls of guitar noises or Susie's unsettling lyrics. The upfront intensity of Juju probably isn't matched anywhere else in the catalog of Susie and the Banshees thanks to its killer singles, unrelenting force, and invigorating dynamics. Juju is a post-punk classic. All right, what do we think of Susie and the Banshees' Juju? This is my preferred Susie and the Banshees. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. We got there. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This ranks up there, like, as far as a thing that I hadn't listened to that I definitely should have been listening to a billion years ago. That this is like on the killing, killing joke level of like, oh my god, why was I not aware of this? Like, yeah, fucking absolutely, it's amazing and like incredibly influential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear all kinds of shit on here. Yeah, you'll you'll never get to chair a Brock without monitor. That guitar riff, oh. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. On that one, I actually wrote next to it: "The Smashing Pumpkins should be ashamed of themselves." Seriously, yeah. though, yeah, it, it's it's very early Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, a lot of I would say a lot of this is the dark, uh, the sort of dark melodic rock. 
is there. I couldn't I couldn't stop listening to uh, uh, Into the Light uh, this week. I just yeah, put it on over yeah. and over. I had, I had forgotten how amazing that that song is. I mean, I always put on Halloween for Halloween mixes and same and, same in some of these other um, songs. But that one to me, I was like, this is 20 years ahead of its time just yeah. the, the way she the vocals carry over that um amazing guitar work is just uh incredible it how about that stew. guitar gizmo uh, that that john magooch is playing if you're not familiar it, it, it i think that it was actually called a gizmo or a gizmatic yeah. right Gizm, gizmatron it, gizmatron mount it to to the guitar bridge and it's powered you plug it into the wall and it's got six rubber wheels lined up over the six strings that you can activate with six buttons on it. So you've got a button for each string and it'll just, the wheel will rotate and it'll just bow the string like, like a, like a violin. So you can fret all the notes and you just like put, press the buttons where you want it. And that's what that, that's what that riff on into the light. It's so cool. It's incredible. Apparently those things uh, were such a pain in the ass to use and it had to be like the right humidity and all like such a, a finicky little thing. But when it works, it sounds really cool in that song. Yeah, this album's like a sexy nightmare. Um, I mean, the <laughs> songs are, are just horrifying. Um, but talk about a stew. I mean, the, yeah, like you guys are talking about the guitar with the gizmo and uh, Susie's vocals and those drums. It's just there's they're stretching. They're they're they've had that punk energy and this is something that's, that's a be sort of a, they're transitioning into a, this yeah. other, I, I would say getting better. I mean, with Budgie it's in, and John it's, it's, you know, it, it's obvious that they've, they've excelled as a band with this. And they, they're recruiting some cool talent too, like Budgie from the slits. And then John from magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, this band is stacking up this roster. Yeah. Uh, Birch, like you, I mean, I, I'd heard a lot of, a lot of these songs. I heard Halloween, of course, um, every year it's on a playlist, but like monitor, um, night shift, like head cut, head cut. Um, <laughs> oh, severed head. I'll fill your head with bread. I'll paint your lips red. Like, yeah, this 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 album's like a horror movie. It's seductive and dark, and uh, this guitars just tickle my ears. I, this, I love this record. I cannot get enough of this record. What did you think and, about uh, Voodoo Dolly to the last track? Great. It's a great way to close the record. It's epic. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's pretty epic. Um, closer. I was... Uh, uh, surprise i kind of forgot that it it has this over, overarching i would say you know we like to talk about tracking how each of the songs are tracking spellbound is wonderful opener and yep. uh voodoo dolly is is like the obvious closer because it you know it's seven minutes long it's foreboding it's got a real darkness to it and a real uh uh thorough composed element it's great uh, yeah, Birch, I've got a, I've got a quote you guys might like. You guys might have uh, read this in your research, but um, it's guitarist John Magooch. I'm sure that's not his name. I apologize for pronouncing it that way. Um, but he was he was talking about everyone's like uh, this album. It's goth, right? Mm -hmm. no. Which and I, and I feel like that's semantics. You know, it doesn't sure. really matter. Um, 
But he said it, uh, it simplifies things too much to give it a label like that. We were more thriller than horror movie, more Hitchcockian blood dripping on a daisy than putting fangs in something. That's and awesome. yeah, and I, I can see, you know, this this thing is a, a, a towering masterpiece. Um, and I can I can see, you know, being frustrated with maybe too many questions like, oh, you started the goth movement, you know, people, you know, painting their nails black and dyeing their hair. But like learn horror movie. I don't know. Like there's songs about severed heads and witchery and uh guys Also, uh, this week I was thinking about another Indiana-based band that takes a lot of cues from Susie and the Banshees. Do you guys have any? Uh, are, are we going back to Days and Nights of the Skeleton Crew, or are we just no. jumping forward to Ariari? No. Or even further? No. Forward, we are hacks. I was wondering if that's where you were going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Guys, I'm just going through the chronology. Jesus, Kyle. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, a, a, a very direct translation and, you know, a very strong, I would say very strong um, uh, drummer uh, with a great female vocalist and having uh, the weird uh, dynamic gu- guitars. So, yeah, yeah I think yep. they took yep. a strong page uh, out of uh, Susie and the Banshees, which I love. I think, I yeah. I think a lot of bands did. I think the Yeah Yeah Yes did. Like sure. uh, we were talking about Smashing Pumpkins. Um, it's a very influential band, and I I wouldn't hold it against any band for taking for curbing a couple notes off this because this works. We're about to hear the couple notes that the Smashing Pumpkins directly lifted. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. It's, it's in my. It's in my sh- <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um. Why is why would a music reviewer viewer describe this as dark and sensual? Where is the sensuality coming from? If it's just Sus, if it's Susie being the uh, the lead singer, is that what makes it sensual? Are, her delivery, maybe. I think her delivery. Are the lyrics does. sensual? I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know, dude. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Rob, but I mean, I think the same things are said about like Mick Jagger. I mean, he's concentrated sexual machismo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to get more artists like that, um, I'll, you know, just just because they cite it as an influence, uh, Morrissey and and some of the more crooner aspects of male vocals, I would say it might be a sexist thing. But it also I do think that she the way she kind of delivers lines, it's it's a very flowing element. It's it's not a. It's not harsh to my ears. You could probably no, Robert, say the same I, I thing about Robert Smith. She's like a siren. Yeah. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah. It, it's 70s, you know, late 70s, early 80s, you know, rock criticism. I'm sure there's a lot of 
we're going to talk about the goddamn go-go's, you know, like, um, but I don't, you know, I think the legacy of this band, I mean, that's, that's an element, you know, I don't think, I, I don't think it's reductive to say that. I would say though, that Susie probably doesn't get as much credit as a front woman as she should. Um, just I agree. in my generation, I, you know, we do recognize Susie and the Banshees as being like this great band, but I don't think she's talked about as 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 highly as a lot of uh, male artists who have probably done lesser. Speaking of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, just going to do that non sequitur. Uh, Billy Corgan <laughs> uh, selected Arabian Nights when he was talking about some of his favorite music on BBC Radio, uh, commenting that the song. Uh, he said that Susie and the Banshees were able to unlock certain rhythms and feelings that are still in alt rock today, which sorry, Arabian Nights is exactly one, two, three song. No, it's, it's, it's two songs away from the song that they ripped off for uh cherub rock. So <laughs> well, at least he's acknowledging it though. At least <laughs> no, he's not he's like, not. <laughs> I've never heard of that band or that song. <laughs> so, oh God, please don't, please don't listen to the rest of that record. Oh, please <laughs> get found out. I'm going to start a wrestling company and be a real weirdo. He would probably thank anybody who can, you know, compared him to uh, Susie and the Banshees. That's what I find interesting, too, is, you know, a lot of more modern day artists. If you compared them to, you know, artists they idolize, I mean, I'm sure they would be over the moon with that. Uh, I do think that it it is cool to have the the combination of, you know, kind of what magazine was doing at the time. Susie and the Banshees, that overlap. Where, where they're both bringing in certain elements uh, that sort of mix into a wonderful stew. It's good stew. Good stew. Is this like the quintessential lineup of Susie and the Banshees? Yeah, in my opinion. No. Yeah. Yeah, would, it's a good one. <laughs> I, I would say this is the height of um, of uh, Susie and the Banshees. This is, I mean, this would be like the album I would pick out and to to give to someone if they wanted to uh, have an introduction. Yeah. Sure. This yeah. is my first listen this week. I, I've been loving this album. Yeah. Yeah. This album smokes, bro. Yeah. Not to say that uh, the scream isn't, doesn't have its merits, but it's, it's, you know, it's a little it's more an evolution. Evolution. Yeah. It could use a budgie and Magooch, yeah. which is my new favorite buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fast and the furious spinoff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Budgie and Magooch. Uh, I didn't know that Gizmatron 2 was used on uh, by Jimmy Page uh, on some Led Zeppelin elements like uh, In Through the Outdoor. So That's it was, cool. It was a little bit older, I think, than I had, uh, I had uh, imagined. Yeah, I think it's about a decade old at this point. It's just one of those things that it was a cool idea, but it was kind of unwieldy and for persnickety and never really caught on, you know, but was I guess there was one at the studio, the studio. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think that it was laying around the studio. Yeah. All right. So we are officially on track one side two. uh, bucking the trend of putting the banger up. Uh, but night shift is a totally solid song. Yeah. It's about a serial killer. <laughs> I, I love, I love all these post-punk bands doing songs about serial killers. Cause Late 70s, early 80s, serial killers were everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Everywhere. Tis the I season. I was warned about them by my parents. 
Yeah, this song is about Peter Sutcliffe. The, uh, yeah, he was a fucking nightmare. He was a <laughs> yeah, he was terrible, horrible, horrible, horrible. Person. When when was he running around? Uh, late seventies. Dive on the lyrics on this record. Moore's mur- murders too. Uh, I looked at the lyrics. I wasn't gonna bring them up, but um, but yeah, there's some very interesting lyrics. Very interesting. Uh, Monitor is like hellish. The, yeah. uh, the lyrics on that song are terrifying. It kind of implicates. It's one of those things that implicates um, the listener um, as being uh, complicit in the media showing violence and you know being the the consumer. Um, Yeah, the victim stared up, looked strangely at the screen as if her pain was our fault, but that's entertainment. And (laughs) yeah, it's it's horrifying stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know I know Magooch was trying to draw a line between horror and thriller, but this is this is a horror movie record and I'm here for it. Was that a shout out to the jam or were people just saying that's entertainment a lot in 1981? No, I think that was like a catchphrase back then. Like yeah, that's entertainment. Yeah, wearing onions right? on the belts. Uh, <laughs> that was the style of the time. Hey. <laughs> that's entertainment, baby. All right. Uh, do I need back. to go around? We're all on the um, positive on this. Absolutely right? positive. I'm gonna, on this. Are I'm gonna you gonna say, very positive? I'm gonna say one more thing. Okay. Uh, for sitting sitting in the heart, I wrote down next to that the lost sh- the lost sound should be ashamed of themselves. Because that Ooh. sounds exactly like some Jay Riotard Lost Sounds. Stuff. Which which song, Rob? I've been R. listening R. to the Lost Sounds for the past like three weeks nonstop. Yeah, uh, which... Sin in the Heart, dude. Which yeah, song? Skip, skip the track. Literally, the song Sin in the Heart. It's oh. right after the one that we're listening to right now. No, this. Yeah, but what? He wonders what Lost Are Sounds song. <laughs> uh, like uh, something off Rat's Brains and Microchips. It might be uh, Tronic Graveyard, something like that. There's still time to get on the 400 count uh, pre-order for the red vinyl repressing of that record, Ron. I will endeavor to do so. Uh, did you see that they're putting out that Brainiac uh, B-Sides tapes? Uh, God for damn it, yes! Re- National Record Day? Mm-hmm. I already have sweaty palms. Me too. There's some good drops this year? Um, at least for Brainiac there is. There's two cool. great drops for it. Legendary drops. Yeah, I was going to be dropping in front of Landlocked at <laughs> midnight the night before. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's all I say. Uh, I, I love this record. I'm going to try to find it on vinyl. It's yeah, super, super good. I want it in my life more and more. You are and now more. my enemy because I'm mm-hmm. competing for that copy. This record is fantastic. They probably made a few of them. I think you can oh, both find I've, one. I, I think they reissued it in 2018, so we can probably get it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys got to uh, got some more Susie and the Banshees because I know the first one was a little uh, lacking of budgie. Yeah, I think you guys were on the fence and a little like, eh, this it's good. Um, but yeah, this one just I- I'm glad it, it, it's also included. Um, yeah, to, to give a more fu- a fuller picture of Susie and the Banshees. Yeah. 
Is this the and last this book, the Banshees in the book? Yes, I believe so. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This book doesn't often give the, uh, like, the, they give credence to the first. They off, It often doesn't go into, oh, what did this band do next? So this was a really nice. Yeah, uh, I've, I've noticed. Unless that band trends. is Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> then we're, we're, getting getting their the we're getting their full career. <laughs> Can I? Um, okay, I'm sorry. But since this is the last, we're going to talk about this band. Uh, the first time I ever heard uh, Susie Sue uh, was the Batman Returns soundtrack. Okay. Um, Danny Elfman wrote a song for Susie called Face to Face, which uh, came out in 1992 on the Batman Returns soundtrack, obviously. And um, Is was that when they're very... at the dance? Yep. Very, it's a very, I hate to say it. Is it sensual? It's a sensual song. <laughs> gave me, uh, gave a little... Little Kyle, a little funny feeling. Um, <laughs> listen to my headphones a thousand times when I was going to uh, role playing game class. It was a summer elective. I was very cool in middle school. Um, <laughs> you still are, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that song, great song, face to face. There's a music video for it. That's all I've got. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, death, death from Sandman is just Susie, right? Uh, yes. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's an her, amalgamation. Her, her and Tori Amos. The, the, there you go. Uh, yeah. Excuse me? Right. But it but is the, absolutely the com- Susie, Susie Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Susie and Tori Amos? Yeah. In the comic book Sandman, the uh uh-huh, uh-huh, written uh-huh. by Neil yeah, Gaiman. Death. Yeah. The character. Yeah, and Death, Death is Tori Amos, right? Uh actually She's it's Susie. And she looks just like Susie. Okay. Um, but later later kind of evolved um I mean, they take on different personas, and one of hers is also. Mm. All right, it's been a while. It's, it's really the it has been the sort of crushes and muses of Neil Gaiman. Um, yeah, so on his way can... to meeting Amanda Palmer. Sure, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about Heaven Seventeen, Penthouse and Pavement. All right. Thanks, y'all.